This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Yakim Weiner, the founder and chairman of the Harvest Project, is joined by her colleagues Jesse Nkosi, Shlingiwe Nkosi, and Tabila Kumala Kadladla. Together, they work at the Blessings Eco Preparatory School, which cares for kids from the city informal settlement. They tell me about the school and how it operates and how they support the inhabitants. Yakima, Jesse, Nkosi, and Kumala, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Yakima, am I correct that you have your headquarters in the old Brackpan Synagogue? We are uh, situated at the synagogue. Um, the way that we actually landed up at the synagogue was um, my family, my father's actually the president um, of the UHI Brackpan. And when we faced difficulties with receiving the donation from ShopRite, because we have a container school for the kids of Plastic City, we fought for about eight months to get the school in the settlement itself. So it can also be a place of safety for the children in Plastic City, even if there's problems at night. We've had some casualties where children were killed in fires. So we wanted the school actually to also be a safety um, haven, a place of safety so the kids could go to if there was any cases of any problems because social workers also don't uh, enter Plastic City. So even if there was cases of uh, sexual harassment or uh, molestations, things like that, we wanted the kids to feel that they could actually come to the base. So we did fight, but um, it came to a point where ShopRite was like, We've waited eight months, and you need to take the school now. Uh, we looked around for premises, and then we actually looked at the synagogue, and we thought it would be a perfect place. Um, the shul is, the community is nearly 100 years old. Um, the shul actual building is not that old as yet, but it's one of the only um, shuls left in the Johannesburg region, which is the original shul building that still takes services. So, yes, it is um, located in the grounds of the synagogue because uh, my father and my uncle, uh, my dad's Ernest Weiner and Jeffrey Weiner, they were very um, – they they've had a lot of compassion for our project and they said, please use our grounds. Tell me a little bit about Plastic City and what the school does and who you look after and how you care for them. And your colleagues are welcome to chime in. My story of how I got involved because – um, Jesse and Pleniwe were um, involved much sooner than me. Um, the story goes that um, Jesse actually went into Plastic City one day visiting a friend, and um, she saw a woman running up the street with a lifeless child. Um, the child was showing no response of life. And um, she got involved, and they managed to resuscitate the child. And she found out that there was a lot of kids in Plastic City, and there was no place of safety for the children. The mothers, as recyclers, would take sometimes the children into the landfills, um, or they would leave them in the care of friends. So what happened to Blessing, which our school today is named after, Blessing's Eco Preparatory School, uh, what happened was um, she accidentally drank uh, Jay's fluid, and um, she was dying, and they managed to resuscitate her. And then Jessie took it on her own, that she felt she had to create a crash or an ECD center in Plastic City on behalf of the kids of Plastic City. So that's how Jessie got in, involved because she used to have um, a ECD center in um, Sakani, in Langeville, Sakani. So this actually brought um, new measures into her life because she felt like these kids needed a place because they wouldn't, uh, by normal standards, like other South African children would get support. So she actually ran the school for about three years with no income. 
Um, they managed to provide some education to the kids and meals, and they got no support because of issues of xenophobia. Um, how I and then she brought her sister along, and her sister decided that um, she was very taken back by her sister's compassion for these kids. And Kleniwe is a remarkable teacher. Um, she's amazing how she connects with the kids, even at such. She's she's only twenty three, and she has an amazing connection with the kids. They started working together, and then one day I passed Plastic City because I used to pass there actually daily because my family still has a business in Brackpan. We've been, my family's been in Brackpan like uh, from 1912, I think. Our business, Wayne's Shoe Store, started in Brackpan, and um, so we still have a business in Brackpan. So I used to come through every day, and then I saw Plastic City for the last 10 years grow. Um, because it's not something that just happened overnight. It actually became recyclers home over a long period. So it wasn't fair how the municipality started handling them, saying to them, you know, find others place of, of, of um, residence where it became their home. So that's when I felt I needed to find out more about the place because there was a lot of friction from outside towards Plastic City. So when I went in there, I actually found out about the crash, and that's where the ball started rolling uh, to tell their story and share their story, um, the sisters as well as the kids of Plastic City and how they're treated. Um, I'm going to let them speak a bit now. Anyway, is the main practitioner. Um, she's going to talk a bit about her relationship with the kids in Plastic City and how she feels about working with us. My name is Shenyu. I'm 24 years old. Oh, she's 24 now. I'm a facilitator at Blessings Ecopropriatory School. What I would like to say... Today, that um, it's been hard, it wasn't easy. And the very first time I started working with Blessings Eco, it was um, Teletubbies Daycare before. Then um, we decided to open a city center in Squatter Camp, Plastic City. Uh, we decided to open an city center, it was um, called a Teletubbies Daycare before. Um, the environment there, it's not good. There is no running water. There is no electricity. People are living checks. Everything is just not good there. But um, there are children there. There are so many children who need help, who need um, proper education, who need documents, who need um, a better life and a better, a better future. So uh, we are here now to help them. We decided to step in their lives. We decided to take um, a responsibility, a big responsibility for their education and future as well. Fortunately enough, uh, we got a um, sponsor from ShopRite. They brought us um, containers, one edutainer, and an office, a kitchen, and a sick bay. Uh, they've also built us some toilets for our children, and I've been trained to be been took uh, for some training in UNISA. We've been sponsored uh, by um, AXA. They're paying for our fees. Yeah, I'm very, very much happy to to be um, part of this project, the Harvest Blessings Eco Preparatory School, because it has opened a lot of opportunities, good opportunities for me and my sister, Yakima Weina, as well as Tabile. Uh, we'd like uh, to get uh, some more donations. If anyone is listening here, 
uh, would like to to get some more donation. Anything you like to donate, you can donate to us. You can call Yakima. Anything, anything, just to help these kids and to run um, the Blessings Eco Preparatory School with with success. You are the principal of the school, and we don't have much time. But maybe in like one minute, you can just tell us about yourself and your school. Not not a lot of time, I know. My name is Jason Gosi, uh, the principal of Blessings Eco Preparatory School. All I can say today, I am so happy that uh, at least we're reaching there. And I'm also happy that uh, all our kids from Plastic City, they got uh, everything that we needed before. And then I also like to thank Yakima Weina for what she did to us. We've been in difficulties and she was uh, supporting us. And I'm so happy because at least our kids got the, the classes and then we also got the learning resources and everything that we need to, to, to help those children. And thank you so much. Thanks. And we're going to just have one word from Tabila, just so we can meet yeah. Tabila quickly. I just want to um, uh, introduce Tabila. Tabila, really, uh, she already started with us um, over the years, but she became a wonderful um, element part of our relief project. She, out of her own, decided to be a part of the project. I got involved in the project because I love helping people. But most importantly, what I've learned from this project is that it takes a nation to raise a kid. So I met JC last year. Well, after this, I came up with the crash earlier this year. I was studying at NW. So she, she helped me with my studies. Now I'm also doing ECD training. Headley High. Well, I have to congratulate all of you, Shingiwe, Jesse, Yakima. Um, you're doing an amazing job there. Uh, I know that you, um, Yakima, were the recipient of some of the monies from the Jewish Board of Deputies and Angel Network Fund. And it's always uh, kind of encouraging and rewarding to know what work is being done out there in partnership with members of our community and just to say congratulations and Yakim, I'll give you the last word. Thank you so much um, for also showing your compassion to us. The SAJBD has really uh, stepped up and aided us um, in the scenario where at the end of the day, we're all human. And um, it's sad what we've faced uh, through our documentary, The Harvest. It shows the story that we had to fight to actually just show that these children also are human, that they deserve an education, they deserve safety, and they deserve food. Um, what we faced was um, very disturbing that it still exists today. And I just want to say something quickly. In the documentary, um, you'll see that The Harvest Project, the original source of the reason that we teach children to harvest their own food um, originated from a story that actually happened in the Holocaust um, in the Lithuanian ghetto specifically, that they found out that secret food gardens um, became a form of hope um, for children that had to face uh, death. You know, it, it, that was the long run. And they said they did studies that they believe the communities believe that having them actually be a part of the ritual of creating life through harvesting actually gave them hope to take on um, in the future. So we're using that same form not to provide them with um, tools for to face their reality that was going to come through through the cruelty um, of the Holocaust in the sense of, of the death camps, but our children use it in the sense of finding a way to survive, um, you know, in their lives today to live 
and that we found that the therapy of harvesting has created such hope in our children that they actually are worthy. And yeah, that's what the harvest is all about and blessings is all about is that our kids are worthy. They're worthy of everything. And we show them every day that they're actually living life for those children that couldn't live before. Very moving, Yakima. And I have a, a copy of The Harvest. If anybody would like to get in contact with Yakima or a school, donate. You're welcome to get in contact with me. I have all her details. I have copies of The Harvest, which I'll be happy to share with you. Just welcome to email me at sharice at sjbd.org. Yakima and colleagues, thank you so much for joining me.